Let's freaking go. I am looking at you. I don't care who you are. What is it like to be a fan of the team with the best quarterback in college football? Now, it wasn't just a few years ago that you as an LSU fan had this same honor, but we get to have this honor a mere three seasons later. Jaden freaking Daniels is so freaking good that to honor the other team, we have to bench him by halftime. What another great performance. Obviously, Army's not that great of a team, um, but Jaden is just the man. Obviously, one bad drive, the second drive of the game. Other than that, flawless quarterback play, flawless play calling from Mike Dimbrock. If you listen to the film study, I promise you're going to want to listen to the film study on Sunday night. I do believe Mike Dimbrock actually stole a play from the Miami Dolphins. So we'll break that down. Obviously, another good game from Malik Neighbors, another good game from Brian Thomas Jr., another good game from this LSU offensive line. We're able to get Emory Jones and Makai Wingo some rest. The big story as we move closer to the Alabama game is going to be the health of Zy Alexander. Okay. I have heard sources. I have heard that he is struggling to put weight on his leg. And uh, that was reported by Gordy Rush at halftime. So that is just out there. That's going to be the big story. Obviously, the health of not only him, but the other players. But we have eons to talk about this Alabama game. As the announcer said, this LSU offense looks unfreaking beatable at right now. They really do. But more importantly, this LSU defense has had two really good performances in a row. 18 total points given out in the last two games combined. I'll take that any day of the week. Now, once again, it's level of competition. We're at home. So there's going to be a lot of time between now and the Alabama game. But I'm just going to run through all the notes uh, that I made in the um, throughout this LSU game. Once again, offensively, everyone played absolutely amazing. Defensively, uh, everybody played amazing there as well. You know, ironically, Andre Sam getting two interceptions. He should have had four. Dropped a lot of picks in this game. But the truth here is defensively, this unit is playing really well right now. You get two good games in a row from Omar Spates. You get two good games in a row from Greg Penn. That is what an SEC linebacker core looks like. The LSU secondary looked amazing again tonight. Once again, it's going to come down to how uh, Zy Alexander is going to feel moving forward. Also, one thing that I think is going to be very key as LSU moves forward as a team is what do we see out of this LSU run game? Obviously, another good night for them. Another good night for Logan Diggs. John Emery got in on the fun. Caleb Jackson got some carries. Trey freaking Holly with the baddest beat of all time. If you had the under, I had the over because LSU overs have been perfect on the season. I was like, well, why not? Let's roll it again. And Trey Holly, that was an absolutely insane run to get LSU the over in this game. So the truth here is this offense is overwhelming in the words of Tom Hart. Um, Really freaking incredible stuff from Trey there at the end for you over betters like myself. <laughs> uh, but 
Honestly, the second team offense looked great, and then we're going to get into another storyline. Garrett Nussmeyer playing perfect, right? Um, you know, there was a few incompletions mixed in there, one of which was not his fault. Um, the throw to Malik Neighbors on the double move was amazing. I was wondering when LSU was going to go to the double move. Army's defense had shown on tape that they bite pretty heavy on the double move. And we're able to get Malik Neighbors on a safety, and that's what we want 12 days out of 10. So really good throw by Garrett Nussmeyer. Really excited about that. So we are cooking right now as a team. Notice, not as an offense, but as a team. Another good night from Ramos kicking field goals. Another good night for punt coverage, kick coverage. Obviously, we want to catch more punts. We don't want the ball to bounce, but no muff punts. LSU is playing as good as any SEC team right now. Now, any SEC team, no one's had a better two weeks than LSU the last couple of weeks. So once again, level of competition, but they've got the best quarterback in America. They've, I don't want to hear any Michael Penix BS, and they've got the best offense in America. And offense wins, okay? So obviously we're going to be doing so many Alabama live streams from now until next week, and actually from two weeks from now, and we're going to need to play our best to go on the road and beat Alabama. But really, really amazing stuff today from one of the best offenses we have ever seen at LSU, okay? If we are any other team in the SEC outside of 2020 Alabama, you're watching the best offense you've ever seen in the school history, okay? We had 2019 LSU. The numbers... From 2019 LSU and us now are identical. They showed it during the freaking broadcast. So, unbelievable stuff. Unfreaking believable stuff. Now, let's get to as many comments as we possibly can. Once again, Super Chats, we go straight to them. And I really do appreciate all your support. Sign up for the PHL Patreon, all that good stuff. Let's go. Uh, Alabama is trash in the overhead. Samuel tailed me and actually went with uh, the over. I'm telling you, I've never had a bad beat go in my direction quite like that one. That was absolutely insane. Ha, ha, ha. Dr. Morgan, good to see you. Um, let's see. True Louisiana Animal, good to see you. Big Mill, good to see you. Um, good to see Boris and a lot of our PHL legends. Okay. Let's go to LD88. Carter, if Zai is out, who is the best replacement? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do. I think at this point, if he is out versus Alabama, it's going to be Sage Ryan on one side and Denver Harris on the other. Denver Harris was unavailable tonight as well. So you could see Deuce Chestnut start after sitting out all these weeks. It could be the Deuce Chestnut show. Ashton Stamps is still banged up. LSU is in a lot of trouble, though, if Zion Alexander can't play. They're in a lot of trouble if he can't play, right? That was the one person in the secondary you could not afford to lose, and you lost him, okay, uh, for the end of this game. That doesn't mean he can't be ready to go by Alabama, but we'll see. We'll see. Black OT, good to see you. TJ, good to see you, okay? At this point, they are, Quan. It's not uh, a matter of debate. Uh, they're, they're even. Yards per play, points, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's not debatable at this point. What is debatable, though, is if they are as good when it's all said and done. It's going to take a lot for that to happen. 
Um, but up to this point in the season, statistically, they're identical. Okay? So, there you go. Andre Sam um, had two interceptions in this game. Good stuff. Now, I don't know. I don't know, Phil. It's, it's a good question. Probably not that much different. Um, you know, I don't think the new rules would change too much either way. Um, but I do think it it does have an effect on um, on what we're doing. Okay, now I've been saving this for the post game show. If we get to a hundo and super chats, we're giving out a Malik Neighbors rookie card right here. Okay, if we get to a hundo, um, anybody that donates twenty, you're going to get um, a Chris Hilton card in the mail. So there you go. Take a look at the final stats here once again. LSU averaged. yards per play. They were at 11.2 at halftime. This also factors in the garbage time carries at the end. 9.5 yards per play is absolutely ridiculous, okay? Um, And we actually ran the same amount of plays, 60 to 58. 570 yards of total offense, 201 rushing yards. Obviously, a lot of that there at the end with Trey Holly, but we were able to run the football effectively. Only three penalties, a really clean game overall. Um, and we were one of one on fourth down, so it's obviously really good. And that was uh, the Garrett Nussmeyer uh, fourth down conversion to Chris Hilton. So four turnovers, absolutely amazing stuff. And then you get over here to Jaden's stats. 11 of 15, 279 for three tutties. Uh, Trey Holly, our leading rusher, uh, most of that on that long carry. It is good to see one explosive run, though, on the season. You know, we get a lot of 11, 12, 13-yard runs. Uh, it's good to see one home run, even though it was in the most garbage of garbage time. Good for Trey's confidence moving forward. And then, of course, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr., near identical numbers. Four catches for 121 and two tutties. BTJ, three catches from 122 and two tutties. Another good game from Kyron Lacey. Uh, three catches on four targets for 28 yards. Good to see Chris Hilton and Aaron Anderson get some playing time. Um, you know, one thing, uh, I, I I am liking Aaron's development up to this point, but, you know, it's the second straight week in a row he did not run the right play on um, one of those routes. Um, we might get to that in the field today. I don't know, but Aaron is playing better, so that's good to see. Omar Spates, your leading tackler tonight. Another good game from Hill Perkins as well. Nine tackles, seven tackles, major burns. Jordan Jefferson was really good. He was a little banged up there. So hopefully we're healthy and ready to go for the Alabama game. Um, let's go to TJ. A tip for the overplay, never in doubt. TJ, I got to be real. I have never had one of those things go my way. I'm normally on the other side of a bad beat. Um, but it was like a $20 bet. So huh, huh, huh? you donating here is half of that. So I didn't end up hardly winning anything it's just i bet small wagers anyway um sometimes i go heavy sometimes i get a little heavy why not um danny says army was kind of chippy yeah therefore when you're getting your butts kicked you're going to get chippy they weren't as bad as grambling when it comes to cheap shots they weren't Jordan, thank you so much uh, for showing all your love. Thank you for the super chat a little bit earlier. Jordan is the biggest Trey Holly fan, and Trey Holly's 
autograph is right here. He has signed uh, the PHL shirt. Um, but yeah, part of my logic in taking the over was I, I thought LSU could get to 60. Once again, very lucky there at the end, but I'll take it. Um, yeah, Bama does have that home field advantage. Okay, and they obviously won today at home as well. Now, a few other things that stood out to me. Miles Frazier, Charles Turner, and um, Garrett Dellinger are just the middle of the offensive line. He's still playing at an extremely high level. Will Campbell, another shutout, basically. Lance Hurd, a few mistakes mixed in there. No big deal. Another good performance from him. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I, just amazed by Brad Davis. He's done a really good job of getting this offensive line ready to go. But the truth is, when you have elite quarterback play, it just does not matter. It honestly just does not matter. You don't need your protection to be perfect. You don't need everybody to be playing at their absolute highest level. So at this point, LSU is money. They are playing so freaking well right now on both sides of the football. And even though Bama's had the tougher schedule over the past couple of weeks, they aren't playing as well as LSU. And I don't think we have seen Alabama peak to the level that LSU has peaked right now. Okay. So at this point, LSU's best, best has been better than Alabama's best, best. They do have some things that they have going in their favor going into this game. And it's not just home field advantage. But we'll talk about that throughout the next couple of weeks, okay? Um, once again, Brian Kelly was fantastic tonight. Really good job scouting the team uh, versus Army. It is amazing because, like, each and every week, one big transformation I've done over this past year was a lot of my film review is film review. It's what has already happened. So what I've done differently, and you've seen it on Patreon, is now I am putting myself in the shoes of an LSU analyst or an LSU offensive coach that watches film for the next week. And I circle a play that I think I would like to run versus Army. And almost every single week, the concept that I bring up in the Patreon shows up. At some point in the game. Okay. So. I'm obviously not on their football. Mind level at all. But. It, it might just be. This is the first time I've really like focused in on trying to be predictive. This scouting department for LSU deserves a lot of credit. Okay. They are putting new things in. They are giving defenses a bunch of different looks and it is fun to see it is really really fun to see i'm so glad that got garrett nussmeyer that double move touchdown it is an easy play to work against army they they had gotten beat by double moves a few times this season 
And I was like, please do one double move. And they didn't in the first half. In the second half, they hit it to Garrett Nussmeyer. So huge for his confidence moving forward. So huge. Okay. So really freaking excited to see Ness get that tutty. And I, when I tell you that this offense is just – it's it's not just Jaden. It's it's not just the offensive line. It's not just the quarterbacks, uh, or excuse me, the wide receivers or running backs or anything like that. I have, have just been blown away with how good Mike's done, making things a lot easier for us. Um, and a lot of the things that we relied on last year offensively is what we are not relying on this year, right? Um. You know, comeback routes. Uh, what's very good for us last year, you just can't get a whole lot of explosives. Out and ups with our tight ends was something that we did a lot of last year. Didn't really help us uh, out at all. This year, it's just a lot of explosion, right? It is, it's explosions like you've never seen before. It is absolutely freaking lutely incredible. So, it's it's good to see. It is good to see. Uh, Ricardo says Bama had practice against a high quality running QB in Tennessee. Man, Ricardo, that's crazy. I did not see Hinton Hooker play today. High quality. And Joe Milton, really? Ricardo must have not watched any, and I mean any, any Joe Milton games before this. He ain't it, bro. Here's CJ. He says, I hate Florida State with everything in me. They look like a national championship team to me every time I watch them play, though. Yeah, TJ, they, they've not played their best uh, since they beat us down. I will say this, though, TJ. I, I did a deeper dive, reached out to you know a few of our past Florida State guests. They're not that deep of a team. So they have rotated a lot of their starters heavily these last couple of weeks to keep their team fresh for this end-of-season run. So these last couple of weeks of data for them have been a little charred. Or I say charred. That's not the right word. Uh, misleading, if you will. And tonight, Duke gave them a run for their money. I think right now, though, if Florida State and LSU played, I mean, it would probably have to be a pick em. I I don't know who would be favored at this point. But – yeah, I mean, Florida State is is a really good team. And now that North Carolina uh, has lost and Duke has lost, I don't know what that Miami-Clemson game looks like up to this point. I just don't. It's amazing to see um, where they are. I will say this about Florida State, is they still do have to play Florida like we do. Okay? And that game could be tricky at the end of the season because it is in Gainesville. So there you go. Um, 
see. Make them thick. Let's go, Charlie. Thick. You know I love thick, man. That's just that's just my life, man. Got gotta love that thickness. Thicker than cold peanut butter, baby. In the words of Dion Cole. Welcome, Lucille, to the channel. Everybody, welcome, Lucille. Good to see you. But yeah, I think at this point, Jaden is a near lock to go to New York City. Near lock. So, there you go. Now, once again, I got a bunch of Zion Alexander questions. Uh, I referenced this at the beginning. Um, can hardly put any weight on his leg. That's all I pretty much heard up to this point. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Next thing. Let's talk a little bit about yards per play. LSU's yard per play numbers are absolutely ridiculous. They're getting better defensively. They're getting, obviously, even better offensively, which is crazy. Um, you know, I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways um, from watching this LSU offense really explode and play at a high level is they are so freaking good at keeping the rotations tight, if you will. Okay. One thing I would like to see LSU going forward is sticking with a tight wide receiver rotation. Five guys play at wide receiver at LSU. Okay. I love that because it's just more repetitions. It's more camaraderie. It's more chemistry. And three of them mostly play. Okay. BTJ Malik, Chris Hilton, obviously um, is a guy that rotates in with Kyron Lacey, but Kyron of course plays way more than him and Aaron Anderson. It's a really good wide receiver rotation, but those first three are the dudes. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I I love seeing that. That's a really good, you know, addition um, from Cortez Hankton because last year it was kind of forced to play so many wide receivers because we were so deep. There are so many guys that justifiably deserve playing time, but our rotation has tightened, and I think that's a good thing, and that's an important mental note for us moving forward. Um, that. The rotation um, has been tight. Okay? So, there you go. J-Red, second Super Chat of the night. I appreciate you. And, Jared, you get to pick whichever topic uh, you want to next. Now, I want to get to what I feel is going to be so key versus Alabama. And that is going to be the health of Emory Jones. Okay? Emory Jones. 
is such a good player for us. I think we can go on the road and win a game with Lance Hurd at right tackle. I think we can. I really, really do. But Alabama's edge rushers are so good. And one of the biggest reasons why we were able to win the game last year is because Will Campbell, outside of one rep, dominated uh, Will Anderson. Emory Jones had a really good game, too. Not his absolute best, but he was good enough. Now we go on the road. You don't have the crowd noise advantage. You got the crowd noise disadvantage, okay? It's going to be hard to stop their guys on the edge, okay? But I do think we have enough. I do. It is important to note, though, now that LSU legitimately looks like a national title contender, if all the cards do fall in their favor, Auburn could not pull off the upset versus Ole Miss. So Ole Miss has been able to win two close games in a row. They're able to beat Auburn. And they were able to beat Arkansas. Both those games down to the wire. Okay? You still need help. You still do. I was starting to feel a little bit more hopeful that Mississippi State could win the game at the end of the season? Don't know about that now. You're also going to need Jimbo Fisher to win a game on the road versus Ole Miss. Highly unlikely. So at this point, you need to root for Georgia to win out. Okay? If you are an LSU fan, you want Georgia to win out. You need Georgia to be undefeated going into that SEC championship game. Because if LSU wins out and they essentially win a road game versus Alabama and a road game versus Georgia, it's going to be hard for a two-loss LSU to be left out. Okay? Now, it would have been nice to see UCF beat Oklahoma today in their building. I thought Gus could do it. He was close, but he couldn't get it done. You're going to need some other teams to lose and some things to go in your favor. Okay? Um, so, there you go. It's going to be hard for LSU to hop Florida State at this point. It's going to be really hard for LSU to hop Michigan or Ohio State at this point. Uh, whoever of those two went out. It, Oklahoma, it's going to be hard to hop them if Oklahoma wins out. So now, you need Washington to lose. You need a lot of things to go your way, okay? You need a lot of help. Even if LSU wins out, you're going to need a lot of help, okay? And something else is I think the playoff committee would love to see LSU win out and not get in. They would love to see that because – they could go to everyone and say, look, we have to stretch the playoff. We're not getting all the good teams in, okay, which is a flawed piece of logic, but that's not here nor there. But, yeah, LSU is going to need a lot of help to, to, to get in at this point, okay?
Uh, USC about to go up with, with uh, you don't have to worry about USC. They've already lost. Okay. Um, you actually want USC to win out at this point. Let's go to Quan here. Do I think the defense is going to change because they're not at home? Yeah, you know, the defense is is it's not gonna shut out Alabama out. They're just not. Um yeah, they're they're gonna ha- they're gonna have some issues going up against Alabama. Um at this point, it would be hard for me to see a world where Alabama doesn't score at least three touchdowns on us. Um they've got enough guys, especially if Zy can't go. I I think I've seen Alabama's receivers play better. Jermaine Burton is playing at a high level right now. Um, every time I look up, he's getting open, making tough catches. May not always show up in the stat sheet, but he's a good player. He was once an LSU commit. So we'll see. But no matter what, as Rick points out here, even if we beat Alabama – and it does not result in us going to the college football playoff. Yeah, it would be a big disappointment if we don't get in with this offense. But it would be pretty symbolic, right, if we could beat Alabama again, this time in their house. Okay? Doesn't matter how, just get it done. So there you go. Let's see. Let me make sure we get to all these comments here before we start looking at the film. Okay. We got some old Miss fans in here. Huh? I guess there's no old Miss live streams to, to hang out in. So we say hi to all the old Miss fans watching. Addison, Fletcher, Kyle, Keller, Tucker. Lakin, Blakeland, Makeland. Good to see you guys. Yeah, this group believes it. It's a very mentally tough LSU team. Trey, Holly, Caleb, Jackson. Let's go, Carvis. Let's go, Black OT. Let's go. Let's go. Lucille says, our fans stink when we go out of town. We must rally our team on to give them the extra boost. Um, yeah, I, I, I disagree. I, I think LSU's fans have done great on the road. Um, it's just hard um, to take over a road crowd, especially if it's Alabama's road crowd. Um. And it's going to be interesting to see what the start time of this game is going to be. And we'll learn that on Monday. But you're all right, uh, Lucia. We really do need our crowd to travel well and be loud. Okay? Now, coming up next, I'm going to give you some thoughts on Trey Holly and his future. Okay? But as we always do, we got a film study for you. Right here, right now. 
Thanks to our friends at Louisiana Control. So last week on Patreon, we actually broke this play down versus Auburn, right? Remember, Jaden had a rollout to the right, and I like seeing Jaden do that because you've not seen him rolling out on a scramble drill, throwing the deep ball over the top, okay? Now, if you sign up for Patreon, I'm going to hook you up with a BTJ card if you sign up tonight. Every single one of you will get a Brian Thomas Jr. card, okay? First thing about this play, little miscommunication here. Lance Hurd is looking in at this defensive tackle, um, and that's why he was late to get out over here. I don't know why he was looking in right there. Maybe he thought that Logan Diggs was going to be there. I don't know. He does a good job not committing a holding penalty and just pushing him upfield, and that allows Jaden to step up, roll out to the right side, and then hit BTJ on this ball. Okay, Last week versus Auburn, he wasn't able to, to hit this. It was an underthrow to Malik Neighbors. The coverage was tighter last week, but if he would have thrown this ball to Malik last week like this, it would have been a completion. This time he leads BTJ to perfection, and of course BTJ is straight butter after the catch, and look at this. 26 thought he was going to keep going straight. BTJ cuts at an angle, and 26 says I'm not even trying, and it's a tutty. Look at that. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Good stuff, Brian Thomas Jr. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Yes, John. Everybody, welcome John to the channel. Um, he he can't put hardly any weight um on his lower body, so uh, we're just gonna have to hope for the best at this point. Okay. Um, now Brian Kelly has hit the podium. I'm really excited about Trey Holly's future, by the way. Going to have to keep getting bigger, though. Obviously, as you can see, this is really cool. Both teams did each other's fight songs together. It's pretty awesome. Pretty rare you see something like that. And uh, it's always cool to see that. Uh... Brian Kelly in the uh, in the post game. Brian Kelly is pleased with the discipline of his team showing as of late. Brian Kelly was pleased with what he saw from JV Antoviano and Jeremiah Hughes tonight. Um, he's hoping for Ashton Stamps to be back. I think there is a realistic chance that Ashton Stamps plays a lot versus Alabama. I think one of these three guys. If Zion Alexander can't go versus Alabama, Toviano, Hughes, or Stamps could play some outside corner. Okay? So, Zion Alexander has a lower body injury that will be better examined over the next 24 hours. Um, this was interesting here. Denver Harris was inactive tonight, Brian Kelly said. Now, I'm not in the press conference room. I don't know if there was a follow-up question to this. Um, if Brian Kelly clarified if it was injury-related or not. Um, if this is a healthy scratch, that is very concerning, right? Um, if it's a healthy scratch, I don't know. That's just not good. Uh, but I don't know the full situation. Uh, but it would be nice to have Denver Harris in the room if we absolutely needed him, but I'm, I'm fine with him um, just based on his last road game performance. 
um, which was really, really, really tough versus Ole Miss. Um, Brian Kelly said tonight that this was the seventh straight week LSU has had over 500 yards of offense. Okay. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. And also big congrats to Brian Kelly getting win number 300 in his career. Really cool stuff. Okay. So that's basically it. If I get more information here as we move along. Um, so, yeah. Let's go to here. I thought it was Chestnut who was inactive. Yeah, he's inactive and and I don't know. I, I don't know what, what the case is. It is concerning that we have healthy scratches at a position where there's playing time up for grabs. You just got to exist. You, you just got to be active. Um, and we struggled. Uh, once again, that's not as much on the coaches or anything like that. It was, I, I think Brian Kelly would like to have everybody active um, if it's not injury related. But it must be pretty serious to the point where you have to say that LSU does not want you to, 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 to play. So Jared A. Jared A's got a photo with Lucille. Oh, that's cool. That's great. So so Jared and Lucille know each uh, know each other. That's cool. You feel like a one band? That's cool, Lucille. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what the case is with that. Um, it. it one thing that I've been a, a stickler on is your best ability is availability. Injuries, there's nothing you can really do about that. Especially for Zion Alexander, you've got to return that. Okay. Um, and he got hurt. That was just unfortunate. Um, here, here's the thing that that, that, that just drives me crazy for healthy scratches in college football. You work so hard and you only get 12 games guaranteed every year. 12, that's it. So if you're going to a school and over 100 people in that building rely on you and you only get 12 games? And the coaches don't want you to dress out uh, for whatever reason. It's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. So, there you go. I still, to this day, don't get how Trey Holly hit that over. That is still so crazy to me. Still so crazy to me. 
what a freaking run. I'm trying to think of some other LSU bad beats in like a blowout kind of setting. Who remembers Craig Lawston's pick six versus Mississippi State? It was like a 60, 70-yard pick six, something like that. And I think that pick six covered the spread. Um, the only reason I vaguely remember that game, because I've been so fortunate to go to so many games that you just don't remember all of them, is I remember being like getting really good seats to that game and just going. And seeing that pick six happen was like my first introductions to just like bad beats in general. And I was wondering why the crowd went so freaking crazy over that. And I was like, oh, I get it. Let's go. Mizzou win makes us look better. Got to beat Bama. Carter may go to Bama game in two weeks. Where's the place for LSU fans in T-Town? All right, Rick, I have a feeling uh, we're about to get a lot of super chats here because uh, we're. Well, it looks like we're going to be staying up late. Remind me later to share my tailgating stories in Tuscaloosa. I've got some crazy ones. Tuscaloosa was always um, the craziest place for me to travel. Okay? I, I witnessed the craziest things there. Okay? Um, where's the place? I think the big bar's name is Houndstooth. I remember there being a Jimmy John's on like the bar strip in Tuscaloosa. And I was like, that is the most genius place for Jimmy John's. Dude, they they fire out sandwiches. Whoever freaking ran the Jimmy John's, and Jimmy John's is always fast. Whoever ran the Jimmy John's on that Tuscaloosa strip, he has to be a millionaire by now. Has to be. He has to be swimming in the Maldives with freaking... Uh, Bill Gates and all those guys. But Tuscaloosa is a fun place. Is it the best college city in the SEC? No, but it is a top five game atmosphere. It really is fun. So there you go. Where is a place, though? I know a few people that are throwing tailgates there. My wife's cousin is going to the game. I might go. Hell, F it. I kind of want to go. I kind of want to go. I'm going to tell my wife we're going. We might have an end for tickets. But my game would be absurd. I. Uh, the last time I've been was 11. I went for the 9 game. The Patrick Peterson game. And then I went for the 11 game. Utah kicking a game-winning field goal? Okay, keep me posted on that. Let's see here. But yes, I was involved with a wedding in Tuscaloosa uh, that I didn't know I was going to be involved with. It was crazy. That's a good question, TLV. I'll have those for you on the uh, Monday press conference. So, there you go. 
Lucille's going? Lucille Finger Muhammad. Let's go. Let's go to Sibley. Thank you, Sibley. He always likes the orange super chats. You're Texas Longhorns. Ooh. Lucky. Sibley says, thank you, Carter, for a long night, including halftime. Do you think that unpredictable pattern of Bama football makes it more difficult? Yes and no. Um, they've changed so much since that Texas game, right? One thing I think working against LSU in a certain in a certain way is Tommy Reese will not call a worse game than he did versus Texas. And Sibley, you were there. You had a better seat than any of us. Okay, they um, they 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 kept running concepts that were not good for uh for to run, right? You have got to be smarter. You have got to be smarter with Jalen Milrow at quarterback. It needs to be one read, two read out. Okay, um. So yeah, I think um I think for me man, there were some things Bama did today. I, I wasn't able to watch the game that 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 closely, but it it was pretty impressive. There's some of the things that they were able to do. Um so there you go. One thing I will say, Sibley. And this is somewhat anecdotal and somewhat just coincidence, okay? LSU has played better in Tuscaloosa than they've had than they've played in Baton Rouge. Obviously, we beat them last year and we beat them in 2010, but we were close to beating them in 2012. Should have beaten them in 2012. That was a TJ Yeldon game. Uh, in 2014, it was a close one, too. Okay. Um, one of those games was the Odell game uh, where we were driving and just couldn't close the deal. And that was at Blake Sims' team. But 2016, we laid egg. 2018, laid egg. 2020, uh, laid an egg. Okay. And obviously, we won last year. But if you look, obviously, 2009 should have won that game. 2011 won that game. 2013 um, was weird. 2015, 2017, once again, kind of weird. Okay, uh, but one of those games was like the big Darrell Williams run. That game was the 2017 game. 2019 game, obviously, we were dominant. 2021 game was the best we played all season, right? I just don't think home field advantage matters as much if you have a bye week to prepare for it, okay? If you have an experienced team, that is. Once again, that's very anecdotal. Um, but we were going to be so prepared for them, right? So there you go. Utah gets the dub. Utah gets the dub. There you go. 
I love it. I can't wait to rewatch this game when I get off here, but we are not getting off anytime soon. Okay. Hmm. Let's go to Blaine. Blaine, thanks for all your support, man. Yeah, rough week for us on the trail with that. Um, you know, we did a lot of recruiting content this week. Uh, you know, we're, we're trending in the right direction um, for, for some DBs we're bringing in here at the end. Um, still a tough week, a really tough week. Um, LSU did not take losing Andre Evans easy um that's one of those things where brian kelly kind of recruited him at the camp and there was a bunch of photos of that and they they took down really hard right because you don't want to get in a world where you know we had this dbu brand and a kid gets poached by georgia and he's deciding which brand is better for him we don't need the Georgia DB brand to be better than our DB brand. It shouldn't be. But at this point, it is. And look, we're always going to be DBU until some things change. All right. Georgia right now has got a lot of dudes that, that are that are that are playing on Sundays in that secondary. Okay. Michael Penix has two picks. Michael Penix has two picks. Y'all, even if they win tonight, he would have to go off the rest of the way. Jaden Daniels is going to be our Heisman favorite by the end of tonight. It's crazy. It's crazy. He is going to be your Heisman favorite by the end of the night. Now, there's going to be some older voters that say, well, they have two losses, so I can't give it to them. So there's going to be some people that just give it to Jordan Travis. Or Honestly, at this point, who Jaden should be worried about the most for the Heisen, and obviously he's not worried about the Heisen at this point because he's going to have to beat Alabama to win it or at least play really, really, really well. The best player in college football today was Marvin Harrison, okay? Unbelievable game. Scored the game-winning or the game-sealing touchdown on a mesh concept um, versus Penn State. And then he also had the drawn penalty, juke to DB, he held him, and it would have been a pick six going the other way for Penn State. So um, Harrison could win it this year, okay? He's got the name, he's with Ohio State, and that would obviously be a disaster for us because um, we want Jaden to win it. So... There you go. Jared Super Chat here. 
It's feeling a little 07-ish. I still think this is going to end up being the best season of college football ever. I still think that. I still believe it. I think we'll remember this season forever. I really do think so. Dear Lord, I'm not going to touch this college football story tonight. But man, now I'm not going to bring that up. That is wild. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. We'll even go 15. But if you super chat, we'll keep it going. All right, let's see. How far are we away from giving out the Malik card? Oh, we're halfway there. 50 more in super chats, and uh, we're giving out a Malik Neighbors rookie card tonight. If you join the Patreon tonight, you get a BTJ card in the mail. So there you go. Sibley just got a uh, Josh Williams card sent to him. So there you go. And if you super chat 20, I'll send you one. Appreciate you guys. Now I do want to, I do want to share something with you guys. Um, so my niece had her um, senior like celebration, and I went to the game. And they they live in a smaller town, and it's a smaller high school. Okay, so we go out there, and I totally forgotten that they play eight man football now. If you want a jolt, go freaking watch an eight man football game. Okay, and it's eight aside. It's five eligible receivers and uh, three linemen. So it's a quarterback, four eligible receivers, and three linemen. I believe that's how it works. Um, that is absolutely enthralling, compelling stuff. I freaking can't get enough of it. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, man. I'm so freaking excited about 8-Man. So freaking excited. Um, I kind of want to go see another 8-Man game. And some of the, some of their games get really high scoring. And it kind of makes sense, right? You just have fewer guys to tackle the ball carrier. And, and the field is compressed. Like, it's thinner, but the, the field is about the same distance. It is the same distance. So there you go. Let me go back to see if I missed any questions. If you guys asked a question a little bit earlier, obviously live streams get crazy. Um, you can bring it back now, and um, we'll chat about it. 
TJ, don't save it, man. Bucci said Trey Holly ran him over in high school, and now he's out there run, running over D1 college football players. There you go, Bucci. It's amazing, though, when you play a Power 5 player, you then uh, – and, and, like, if you're a high school and you play a Power 5 football player and – you quickly realize why you aren't a power five football player. That happened to me a few times when I played. I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Huh? 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 Malzahn started pre-snap motion stuff. Uh, Malzahn started the Wildcat. I'll give him that. I'm a huge Gus guy, too. I think Gus will be an SEC head coach again. Um, had a really good game today. Sorry, McLyle Collins has no eligibility left. I love that. Shout out Mason Lund. We did see Mason Lunsford tonight for the first time. It's good to see him out there. Very shocked. That he has not transitioned better. Okay. Let's go to Rick. Why is the Big Ten getting so much love? Yeah, I, I don't know, Rick. It wasn't a good day for them because Ohio State just did not look good today. They had one player who was a superstar today, and their defensive line and defense looked amazing. But Penn State's offense has sucked all year. So that shouldn't have been a shock. Now, full disclosure, I did have Penn State plus four and a half because I did not like Ohio State's offense. Um, I, I There was a good piece of me that thought Penn State was going to win outright. But offensively, they were just so bad. And uh, they couldn't get it done. So they played in a very ugly game today. Michigan looked and probably is the best team in the sport right now. But, yeah, I mean, the Big Ten's a mess right now. It is a mess, okay? It is a mess. Waylon, what's good, man? Good to see you. No, I I don't think so, man. Justin, I think if Texas wins out, do does a one loss Texas team get over a two loss LSU team? They probably do. They probably do. Um, so once again, you you just need a lot of things to go your way, right? Like Houston winning today would have been great for LSU, obviously. Yeah. 
Some of LSU's fans have more faith. I don't know about that, Jay Madison. I don't have a lot of faith in Alabama at this point. It's going to dilute. Holly looks quick for sure. Yeah. Uh, Once again, very tired defense, but yeah, that run was amazing. Oh, Mick wanted to see Ricky Collins tonight. Yeah, it would have just been straight handoff, so. So. Yeah, Carson, I guess I need to go on the end of this. Andrew, you're obviously watching the game. Were the interceptions bad, though, by Michael Penix? I guess I need to go watch it. Simper looking like a genius right now. Picking Arizona State to be Washington tonight. Honestly, think Oregon was a better team. They just, that was a good environment. Washington has a good environment. A lot of you went to that game in 2010. Okay. So we'll take a few more here. Once I get a few super chat, we'll keep it going. Uh,. God, life is good, man. Life is good. Van, what's up, man? You missed absolutely nothing. The party's just getting started. I was just getting ready to start uh, some film review. But Van super chatted, so he's going to have to keep me here all night. And guess what? The party keeps going. Let's go. Oh, you missed absolutely nothing, man. Other than Jaden Daniels. Being the clear Heisen front runner after tonight, um, but yeah, if you're just now joining us, welcome in. I know some of you watch other post game shows and come over to here. That's fine. I, I don't think that's Van, but look, LSU YouTube's very competitive. But now you're here with the filet mignon of it all. You're here. One of uh, PHL's very first viewers. The great Yusha. I understand, man. Life's difficult. Yusha has been rocking with us for years. Years. Yusha was one of the very first viewers of PHL. And he's rocking all the way from Ukraine. Good to see you, man. Uh, now, I don't, I know, I, no, man, I wasn't, I wasn't accusing you of that. I, I, I was, I, I know a lot of people come in and it's amazing. How many people text me saying, hey, make sure you're – I don't even know if the other shows are still going on. 
but I, I got two texts tonight saying, hey, are you going to be live after the show named after alcohol, which I drink? <laughs> Actually, I don't drink much whiskey and I don't drink much wine. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Uh, I, ju I, ju I just drink the fruity stuff, man. That's all I do. But yeah, so you should super chat gets us over the hundo mark. So we do have to give out a Malik neighbors rookie card right here. All right. And who do we want to give this out to tonight? We'll we'll come up with the a response here in just a second. Let's see. You know what? Let's give it to Yusha. Let's give it to Yusha, man. He's been through it. I think a lot of you would agree. Yusha's been rocking with us for a while. Yusha, congratulations. You're getting a Malik Neighbors uh, rookie card. Congrats, Ian. Um, But, yeah, we're, I, I want to run through a few things that we've touched on, but I we'll go a little bit deeper. Okay? This is one thing I'm going to save for the film study, but I'll touch on it right now. Okay? One thing I really like about Mike Dimbrock is – with Jaden, he feels comfortable introducing new things to him, okay? Um, one thing that Dimbrock was a little bit ahead of compared to everybody else is pre-snap motion. Now, I know what the film people that know way more about football would say. Carter, Mike Dimbrock was not the first person to use pre-snap motion, and you're right. But last year, LSU was by far the SEC's leader in pre-snap motion, okay? So what does pre-snap motion mean? Well, it, it basically means you move back and forth pre-snap with one offensive player. Now, you can motion multiples at the same time, but still. Mike Dimbrock, last year, when our offense wasn't as good as it is this year, we used a lot of pre-snap motion. This year, we're still using a metric F-ton of pre-snap motion. Why other offenses don't do more of it makes absolutely no sense to me. Now, why don't other teams do it? Well, let's say a team like Ole Miss, where they run the hurry-up. They want to snap the football as quickly as you possibly can. There's not a whole lot of pre-snap motion. Okay. They they like to get to the ball, snap it, because, you know, obviously with pre-snap motion, that delays the snap. Okay. Now, Ole Miss still does pre-snap motions. They still do a lot of orbit motions and all that stuff. But you can be successful offensively without it. Okay. The most successful offense in modern football without pre-snap motion are the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? The Eagles don't do a lot of pre-snap motion. So why are the Eagles successful? Well, they got dudes. <laughs> they just do. Um, at center, they have Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother. Uh, at quarterback, they have the guy that Joe Burrow beat in uh, the semifinals. And they have... A running back from 
the school that I shall not name, and they have a wide receiver, a good wide receiver tandem from two other SEC schools that I will not name. So they got dudes, okay? Uh, so they don't need to do much pre-snap motion. There's no, not a whole lot of fooling uh, when you have that much talent. Um, but the teams in the NFL that do it the most are the 49ers and the Dolphins and the Rams. Which three offenses have been the best in the NFL this year? Well, you can argue those three have been. So I love pre-snap motion. I do. Just because it gives you intel on what the defense is trying to do. Okay? So there you go. Um, And we'll talk about that in the film study. We will. Now, the next thing. I did find the running back rotation to be very interesting. Okay. The running back hierarchy is Logan Diggs, Caleb Jackson, John Emery slash Josh Williams. Okay. I liked seeing Caleb Jackson get carries on the very first drive of the game. That is a message. That, and obviously he's been involved the last couple of weeks, but he's here to stay. Okay. Um, that's really good stuff. It's really, really, really good stuff for me. Okay. The next thing is even though his numbers did not show it tonight, and I know Van would obviously like what I'm about to say for a lot of different reasons. Um, I am so, so enamored by how much more physical we are. We're just so much more physical at the point of attack. I love that. And part of that physicality is from Mason Taylor, right? Mason Taylor is playing really well right now. He's hit a different level in this game. He's just good at everything. He's not spectacular at anything. There's nothing that just screams out at you, Brock Bowers or anything like that. But he is so good. And, you know, last year I spoke to someone that that knew Mason pretty well. And what that person told me was how smart he is. You go very you go all the way back to the first game versus Florida State. True freshman, fallen rolly, true freshman, by the way. Catches a ball with the game on the line, and he gets out of bounds to give us a chance to well, you know what happened after that. His football IQ is so good. Like, how many times can you say? And once again, we don't know the play call, so it's impossible to know this. How many times can you say Mason Taylor did not do his assignment correctly? Now, yeah, he's had some drops. Yeah, he's missed some blocks. But rarely does he just blow something, okay? And overall, our team is smarter offensively. We do a lot of little things just better. So that's obviously really good to see.
But um, but big congrats to Yusha. Don't forget Yusha. Uh, oh, look at this. Yusha says his dad is still in physical rehab coming on Monday after six months, God willing. And he says, we are going to roll Bama. God, I really want to go to Tuscaloosa. I really, really, really do. I've got to get to Tuscaloosa. Simper says everybody named Mason is smart. Is that true? Is that true? Try to think of some other Masons I've known in my life. I don't know. Mason's a good name, though. It's just a good name. Chris, you need help, man. Mason Smith, honor graduate. Gotta love it. Yeah, Caleb's out. Caleb's out. The threshold of winning the Heisman after you've already won it, they do not want to get back-to-back Heismans. They don't. Now, last year, an argument could have been made for Bryce Young. Could have. Um, but he got hurt. He got hurt. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I think, I think it's the Jaden show. Let's go to Dilute. Carter, do you think our red zone offense change is needed or just to try to confuse Alabama? How do you think our red zone? Uh, okay, this question is, is uh, interesting. Red zone offense is getting better. Here you go, Superlaya. Got to get the T-Town, man. This game is going to be absurd. I would like to think game day would be there, too. I still can't believe Trey Holly hit that over. I, 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 never, I never get the lucky back door. I never, 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 never lucky get the back door. Let's go to Jay Jarrell. Everybody, welcome Jay Jarrell to the channel. I didn't. I didn't get to watch this game in the first half. I watched the first touchdown of Squirrel White, and then there I was getting ready to do all the things that I do for LSU and the SEC channel. Okay. Um, 
Tennessee left eight points off the board in the first half and self-destructed in the second. LSU should destroy Bama, but need that early lead and stop out mentality to win. Yeah, I, I, you know, the the thing that was interesting, so before the season began, I picked Florida State as the toughest team on, on our schedule. And at this point, it's pretty clear that they are that, okay? Um, Alabama was second. I don't know. I guess I just need to rewatch the first half or need to watch the first half of this game. But the reason I bring up that Florida State game is an issue for LSU in the first season was how bad we were starting fast. Okay. We've got to start fast. Okay. But we also have to finish strong. In Florida State, we started really fast, but we couldn't finish a drive. First half was very good. Couldn't finish in the second half. Okay? Now, not finishing is a bad thing. It's a bad, bad, bad thing. You've got to get to the finish line. So, you're right. Got to have that killer mentality. Four quarters, foot on the gas pedal. Okay. Welcome, welcome, Paul. Paul, that is the bluest sky I think I've ever seen. That that freaking looks like. Um, do y'all remember Dragon Ball Z when you know a character would die and you would need to get all the Dragon Balls to bring them back to life? That looked like the afterlife in Dragon Ball Z. I say all of that just for you to say this. I think the issue, though, when Paul typed this comment out, was you see the hat drawstring is like just too tight. Look at that. He's just walking around like this. Paul, loosen that thing up, man. Let that chin hang, bro. And 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 type out something better than that. But Paul brings this up. Saban doesn't lose twice in a row. He's got a point. They they don't lose back-to-back games at all. They don't. 
But that's okay if he feels that way. That's okay. Mikey, he was inactive. Uh, we touched on that uh, pretty extensively. Now we'll do it again. Go to Jesse. Jesse says he'll be at the Bama game. They're going to win. Kedrick, where have you been, Kedrick? PHL chat has not been the same without Kedrick. Okay. Now, let's see here. Oh, yeah. I need to do a better job of this. Don't forget, you can get your PHL merch now. That's Mick last week at a freaking LSU game. Rocket is PHL merch. So what? the heck are you doing? You go to powerhourlsu.com slash shop and there you go. Get your shirts. They will be in before the Bama game. Cups. Hoodies. All that good stuff. Go to powerhourlsu.com slash shop. Kedrick, thank you for the cash app. I appreciate that, man. Get your PHL merch. Uh, yeah, Jesse, for sure. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't need to score forty to to, to beat Alabama. Let's go to Semper here. Carter, I have a question. Is Kelly worth the money if he doesn't win a championship until Saban retires, but beats Saban every year? Oh, absolutely. Um because of this, right? I would consider beating Nick Saban every year a more difficult task than just winning a championship one year. Okay. How many coaches alive can say they've beaten Saban multiple times? Honestly, how many? Well, one's at Auburn, and there's just not many others walking around right now. Urban Meyer is probably touching something right now he shouldn't be touching. He's, he's, he's one of those guys. Uh, but he doesn't coach anymore. So it's hard. It's really, really, really hard to to, to, to to beat Nick. So, yeah, I mean, also if we're beating Alabama every year, we're more than likely winning a championship at some point. So there you go. Hey, uh, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Rock's PHO merch in Baton Rouge. Yeah, Caleb Burton's playing pretty well, Jay Jarrell. He's playing pretty well. Now, I'll tell you this. I'm not a Caleb Burton fan after uh, that Tennessee debacle. Um So there you go. Now, 
we'll do it again. In the next five to ten minutes, drop a super chat. We'll keep it going. If not, I'm going to go ahead and start getting ready uh, for this LSU Army film study tomorrow. Might not be the longest film study. Because, well, even though we already went on a birthday dinner for my wife last week, we got to do another one tomorrow. Okay? So my wife knows on Sunday, Sunday's my busiest day because I'm cutting that film study and getting all the content ready for the next week. Okay? Um Also, one disclaimer here. I don't think there will be a Brian Kelly press conference on Monday. So we won't go live unless there is one on Monday. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll play it by ear. Um, Semper, I know the comedian right there. Huh? Uh... But so we go on a birthday dinner last week, and now I, I got to go to a one tomorrow. So, and I got a film study to cut. Film study Sundays get crazy. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that, as you can tell, tomorrow. But yeah, my road trips in Alabama have been crazy. Crazy. Now, I was a student, so as a student, you see crazier stuff. But, you know, what's crazy was at that time, they're just, like, camera phones and everything being recorded just is not the same now. Sibley says the Tigers also have an ROTC program that he's proud of. Let's go to Kedrick Super Chat. He says Alabama ain't an elite defense. There are no elite defenses this year. And Kedrick says we do have an elite offense, true. And what about Auburn? We We did good against them. Yeah, so I think, Kedrick, the issue for for LSU going into this game is LSU has the best unit in this game, the offense of LSU, and they also have the worst unit in this game, which is the defense of LSU, okay? The good thing is offense wins, okay? It normally does. It's just LSU's defense has got to play better, okay? Over the past few weeks, how many times have our corners truly been challenged? 
Well, outside of Zy Alexander on a lot of targets uh, versus Auburn, and we don't know what Zy's status is going to be, we just haven't really been targeted a whole lot. Okay? So, you know, I... I think I think it's going to be tough, man. You know, with the targets, it's it's hard. It's really, really, really hard uh, to know if our DBs are going to be ready to make plays. Now, I haven't gotten a chance once again to watch this full Tennessee game just yet, but they dropped a lot of passes versus Arkansas the week before, so drops are an issue for them. They just are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what's saving LSU up to this point. I don't know. For some reason, I still think Mississippi State can get it done versus Ole Miss this year, as bad as they look today. Okay. Now, today was costly for me. Um, you know, I love SEC win totals. I like getting that right. And one of my favorite win totals was the under for Mississippi State. Okay. They are not good. But they have won two games this year playing like ass on offense. They lost to Arizona before they played us. They had no business winning that game. And today they had no business beating Arkansas, but they did, 7-3. to three. And they beat Arizona when Arizona committed four turnovers. Do not sit down and watch a Mississippi State-Arkansas game. It is crazy how lucky Mississippi State got in that game. Uh, you can't, Jared. But the truth is, um, Arkansas is a basketball school. The fans literally do not care about the football program anymore. They just don't. They're done. Okay? They are done. They are Lady Antebellum in their prime. Done. That's a deep cut for you country music fans. Kind of an overrated song. Got too much radio play. Bartender okay song. Well, come on. Let's just be honest. Lady A, little, little too much love in their prime. Okay. But Arkansas is a basketball and baseball school. I don't think they are elite in any uh, other athletics other than 
track and field where they are the best, along with us. But but yeah, I I think Sam Pittman is fired. I don't think they bring him back next year. There's also a piece of me that thinks he doesn't want to come back. Um, so I think at this point, uh, I think he'll be the first coach fired. I'm kind of in the middle on if Jimbo's going to be back next year. Okay. Jared, I have no clue. I have no clue. I just looked at your text. I'm looking at this Garrett Nussmeyer throw again. Love it. God. Emily, I'm looking at this Alexander return again. Oh. Let me see. Ah, it's just so. Mm. How about North Carolina losing today? That is something. But this is something that, that just drives me crazy. Okay. I understood why Texas A&M needed to give Jimbo the money because he was adding another uh, another elite job in Florida State. So I understood the contract that they gave him. Also understood the contract that LSU gave Brian Kelly. It is a lot to give someone. It is with all the guaranteed money and stuff like that. But there are so many teams like I would never at a program like Arkansas, Kentucky, or anything like that would never give a coach an extension unless that coach truly does something breathtaking, okay? You have got to be so elite at a middle-tier school for me to pay up to keep you, okay? And Kentucky signed a really bad extension with Mark Stoops. Arkansas signed a really bad one with Sam Pittman. And I knew Sam was going to get that money because he fired an agent who he had been with his whole career and got Jimmy Sexton. Okay. If you get Jimmy Sexton as your agent, you're going to get top dollar. The pressure does go up on you. 
Okay. Ah, oh, it's funny, Pierce. Ha 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 ha. Um. Yeah, Shane. I don't know, but that's a good opening. Obviously, Texas A&M. It's a really good opening. I actually do have a candidate I think that would make a lot of sense for them, but I'm not going to say that. I, I don't know if I'd ever let that be out. Because I do think that candidate would do big things at Texas A&M. Oh, they do, Pierce? I, I don't know. I guess I need to reread it. And Pegasus says it is not Dion. Uh, and I think I think Dion's special. It's just um here here's what I would say about Dion at this point. Okay. Dion is really good as a coach when it comes to not just being a yes man to his players. Okay. Really good coach when it comes to that. We saw what he's done to some five stars there. All right. The antithesis is different when it comes to people in his inner circle. His actual coaching, like actual between the headset coaching is atrocious. Okay. That's not really surprising to me because, you know, he just kind of became a head coach, right? You know, you, you, you're not really in those situations a whole lot when you just become a head coach. And it is amazing how many of the same coaching mistakes that Colorado has made every week, whether it's being time saving mechanisms, minor adjustments, um, Overtime decision-making, he needs somebody in a circle who can tell him, hey, maybe you shouldn't be the guy making these decisions because you are you are hurting us, okay? Now, Pretty big news here. Okay. Pretty big news. So Utah won tonight, and they, they, they won with the backup quarterback. I, I haven't seen the game. Kyle Winningham just came out and said, Cam Rising will not play for the rest of the season. Now, I don't know how all the red shirting rules actually work. But... I do think Cam Rising would have an extra year of eligibility left. He is a dual-threat quarterback. I think he commands a pretty high bid in the transfer market. If Utah decides to stick with their quarterback or if they bring Cam Rising back, I don't know. He initially signed with Texas out of high school. Um, Cam Rising is a really good quarterback. So... He 
he is going to be highly coveted if he doesn't enter the portal. Um, highly coveted. It would it would not shock me if he went to uh, a, a bigger program. Okay. One thing we have known about college football, and I know a lot of you are just now joining in. If you want me to go over an LSU topic, I'll happily do it. But towards a little bit later, we we touch on a few different topics here. The young quarterbacks in college football suck. They just do. Not, not hardly any of them can play. Okay, now true freshman quarterbacks, it is early. There is one I like a lot, and I think he should be starting at Tennessee. I've let it be known uh, for a while that I think that's the case. Okay, but the true freshman quarterbacks that have played have been kind of eh. Dante Moore's not really hit it, you know. Who cares? They're true freshman quarterbacks. It's tough. But the true sophomore class is Dookie Water right now. I I don't know if I want to see Drew Allar play again for the rest of the season. He was horrible today for Penn State. Horrible. So uh, Connor Wigman looks like he's the best one. I've not seen the Miami-Clemson uh, game tonight, so maybe Kate Klubnett looked pretty good tonight. I don't know. He's not looked good. Okay? So these guys are going to be year three guys next year. And none of them look like draft prospects. Okay. So look at the quarterbacks that are good. It's a year five, year six transfers. And they're all transfers, by the way. They're adults. They're a year older. A lot of them are graduates. So their actual college coursework probably isn't as heavy. A lot of them have playing experience. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. Give me an adult. Give me a quarterback with facial hair. I'm telling you, the year five, year six transfer market, one guy I think that could hit the portal next year and demand pretty high value is KJ Jefferson. He's he's probably got no NFL market right now, and I don't think he can go back to Arkansas with how things have, have gone. He needs to go to somewhere new, get a fresh start. I'm telling you, the premium goes up. Right. Yeah, NFL cubing is down too. So Pegasus thinks it has something to do with age. That might be true. I mean, the quarterback in the NFL, if you were to ask me, hey, Carter, who has been the best quarterback in the NFL? Now, I'll be honest. I'm not able to watch as much NFL as I used to, but I still watch a good bit. The best quarterback in the NFL is Matthew Stafford. Right now, up to this point in the season, Matthew Stafford has been the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay? 
he's what 30 gazillion at this point i mean he's so freaking good i want my quarterback with a cane i want i, I want my qb to say you know it's good a 9 p.m bedtime I said I want my quarterbacks. Instead of spending their money on, on, on chains and Maseratis, they say, you know what? Let me invest in a Tempur-Pedic. Like that, that's what I want out of my QBs. Okay. And the only old quarterback that is a corn cob right now is the one that plays for my team. Okay. And it doesn't help. Now, my team has Dookie Water as a, as a play caller. But we talked about that on Thursday night. OP or Sal, that would be, that'd be a good mix. Let me ask you this. Okay. Y'all, y'all want a galaxy brain take? This is a galaxy brain take. Because here's the thing about like the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. It just takes one, one, one team. Okay. Let's just say the Patriots bottom out. Okay, he's just bottom, bottom out. Okay. They get the number one overall pick. Well, look at what Caleb Williams has done at, or just in college in general, when he's played tougher teams. He sucks. Now, he just doesn't play well when he plays against the, the, the tougher Power 5 defenses. Drake may lost to Virginia tonight. I watched. I was able to see some of it in the quad box. He didn't look bad. They didn't lose the game because of him. Okay, um, Mac Brown loses a big game every year. I don't think Jaden Daniels would jump either one of those two. But we do know Bill Belichick loves him some Jaden Daniels. Okay, I don't think Bill Belichick being the closest person to Jaden Daniels at that pro day 
for a majority of that pro day was just coincidence. What if Bill Belichick says, look, I'm a defensive-minded guy. I've had the most unathletic quarterbacks you could think of be my quarterbacks for 40 years since I've been with the Patriots. None of those guys can run. Now, Tom Brady obviously is awesome. Okay? So that's not a big deal for Tom Brady, but the, 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 the Bailey Zappi and, and Mac Jones, they both run five flat 40-yard dashes. What if Bill Belichick says, F the establishment, F these big-arm quarterbacks, I want a quarterback who is faster than my receivers, and want a quarterback who doesn't turn it over. And you know who that is? It's Jaden Daniels. I could see the Patriots taking him number one. I could see it. If the Patriots bottom out, they look like the worst team in the NFL right now. I could see Belichick. You know Bill Belichick, he never likes to draft the obvious thing. He wanted, he could put a middle finger up to the to the, the entire draft committee and said, F it, I want Jaden Daniels to be my guy. I could see it. I could see it. Now, let's see. Pegasus, you don't know Belichick, obviously. Bill would be the one who could do it. That's true, Chris. It could happen. Now, the Panthers don't own their draft picks. At least I don't think so. And there wouldn't be in the market for a QB anyway. Yeah, Jared. I mean, it really was good. Now, if you guys want me to, I can replay the film study on that play if you want to see it. Um, but yeah, it was so good. And that's actually a throw that we've not really seen him make. And one thing I, I, I you've seen from, from Jaden is last week he rolled out to the right and under third Malik. And this week he rolls out to the right and hits BTJ in stride. Okay. Jaden's deep balls aren't behind people anymore. They're ahead of people. Okay. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Deep pain, good to see you. And it's good to see all of you tonight. Now, need not worry. You can get to see me. Right now. In the Discord. And you get the Discord benefits by signing up for Patreon. Simper signed up this week. You could sign up. 
right now. So sign up for the PHL Patreon. And uh, you get to chat with me all the time. Okay. And we'll see you there. Eh! Eh! Oh, wait, hold on. Shout out to all our super chatters. Once again, Vay and our top super chatter. Good to see you. Jared, Rick, Sibs, Yusha was the winner of the Malik Neighbors rookie card. Supalaya and Jesse. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys so much. Okay. Flick of the wrists. It is. Power. Power. LSU. Bam. Once again, thanks to our friends at Louisiana Controls. And tonight, we are doing a barbecue chicken. Let's freaking get so baby. Let's go.